So Jim and Pat, welcome. Yes. Thank you. It's good to have you. And um, this is our more crowd. It's giving you all the video. Pardon? I'm recording. It's already been recording. <laughs> now I'm recording, so everyone will stop talking. <laughs> well, I am recording. Yes. And I'll edit it afterwards so we only get the yes. content and not all the chit chat. Just easier to press the button and let it go. I'm <coughs> okay, so glad to have you. And we're glad you're local because then we get to get more of you without you having to jump on planes or go long distances. We're glad that you're able to be here tonight and next Thursday. And that will be a beautiful kind of wrap out to our more on Thursday's season for this spring. And you're going to talk to us about stepping into the kingdom. So. Over to you. Tell us how. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's all yours. Since it's just us, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> Jane. You don't know either. We just got here. <laughs> exactly. You know, falling into the kingdom might be better. Actually, we, we got home last night, and Jim said, what are we doing tomorrow night? And I said, I can't remember. <laughs> But you know you're okay about it. We are? Yeah, we're okay. Then he said, what time does it start? And I went, I don't know. (laughs) So I just asked Jane, so what have you been doing? What do we need to do? (laughs) I've got a plan now. Yeah. But it all worked out. But, you know, Jesus always has 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 a plan. He's got a plan. And some of it, I think, uh, was waiting to see who was here. Hmm. That has that has a lot to do. Yeah. I'm going to get some paper and um, pens. Because she had said, yeah. Uh, maybe in the fridge. Good, because I didn't bring pens on paper either, so I should have. Should have. Is it something I said? Everybody's leaving. They're getting pencil and paper. Yeah, water. <laughs> I thought it was the other pack. <laughs> Anybody? Just me. Is there any in there, Lenny? Thank you. Yeah. How are we praying? Is that a big great idea? That'd be a great idea. <laughs> it's always a good idea. Could you do that? I'd be glad to. Father, thank you so much for the privilege of being your children. Thank you for the opportunity to gather like this and to receive from you. Our hearts are open for all that you want to do, all that you want to say, and all the ways that you want to make us more like Jesus. And uh, we want to thank you for Jim and Pat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For all the uh, all the experience that they had, that they carry, all the anointing that they walk in, uh, all mm-hmm. of the history with you that they bring to bear. And uh, yeah. so, Father, would you help them now to know what they're doing mm-hmm. <laughs> and to, and to <laughs> share with us what's on your heart? Um, we want to just give you full permission to have your way, like we do every Thursday night. Do what you want to do, Father. And, uh, Take us all deeper into you. Yes. Jesus' name. Thank you. And thinking about, we've got kind of two different things we're both back and forth on now. But I'm going to just I'll tell you what we were, 
where we were going with stepping into the kingdom. Um, having done inner healing now for 30 years and full time for 20, I guess, it's like the Lord has is changing our, our focus of it, I think. Um, for years, it was just getting hearts healed. You know, and that's still extremely important, absolutely. But it's like now there's an urgency mm-hmm. to not just getting a heart healed, but a vision and a confidence and a knowledge of person of what they're being healed unto. Unto. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody has everybody has their own view of that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, some just say and get out and evangelize and win everyone to Jesus. Some say store up all the food you can because we're all going to start. <laughs> <laughs> and then I want to say, so how much is enough? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, exactly. How much is enough <laughs> to prepare for the unknown? And so what? we've kind of been doing is beginning to talk about what how do we make the shift from the system of the world thinking Mm -hmm. which is logic reason natural wisdom Mm -hmm. learned knowledge and learning to live from the place within us where the spirit of God is where the mind of Christ is where everything we need for life and godliness is inside of us. And finding that many, many, many... Hello. Sorry. Come here. We're just chatting. (laughs) And I I think one of the biggest issues we're finding in the body of Christ right now, at least across where we go and online with of our stuff is that people do not know how to live from their spirit. That's true. They they follow Holy Spirit like he's out here and we're waiting for him to descend. We're waiting for him to envelop us. We're waiting for him to encompass us. We're waiting for him to lead us. All of those things. On an event basis. Yeah, on an event basis. Which is what the Old <coughs> Testament was. Okay. So now that we have a few Bible scholars here, I'm going to test something out on you since I'm not. But <laughs> since I've written a book on it and I'm teaching it, I thought maybe I'll go ahead and throw it out. So if it's heresy, you can tell me afterwards. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, and the reason I want to do it is because. Knowing many of you, you're all interacting with people at all different levels. And I think if we can learn to communicate this message to people, it's going to cross it's going to cross some barriers that will help people begin to know how to walk into intimacy with the Lord, how to follow him, how to be engaged with him, and how to receive the fullness of 
of the promise of the kingdom that's in us. Hi there. Yeah, the promise. Because you see, Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is within. And there's just so many scriptures that we read and we've read forever that we really don't we don't know what it means. We don't really think about them. It's just a scripture that's there. And so I was going through and doing a study on on the kingdom. And, you know, you, I just, I was writing, well, it wasn't just the kingdom. I was writing down all Jesus's, all the words in red. Because I thought, I only want to know what Jesus said. Yeah. You know, not the interpretation, not the stuff in it. And it, there's some theology today that it's like, have you read what he said? <laughs> Just have you read the red? Yes. You know, and because of that, it's kind of stirred some things. So, back to my heresy. Um, <clears throat> hopefully not. Okay, I'm a visual person, so I, for me to grab hold of something, I have to have a picture of it. Okay, and I don't know if I went did this at the conference that we did or not. If so, we're going to do it again. So, um, <laughs> thinking about, we're going to go all the way back to Genesis and the creation of man. The word says that, which you all know, God says he formed man out of the dust. And man was there, but he was not a living being. And God breathed his breath into man. And breath, as we know, represents Holy Spirit. And so my picture is man's laying here, a lifeless being, fully formed, but with no life. And the Holy Spirit comes and breathes his life into man, thereby breathing eternal life into man. Right? So now man, at that point in time, was that was intended to live eternally, one with the living God. The Father says, if you eat of this tree, in that day you will surely die. And so then we've heard it taught, you know, men, no, they didn't die right then, but death entered in, and so they eventually died. I think I think they died right then. And the reason I think that is because Holy Spirit cannot dwell for their sin. And so I think he removed himself from man and left man to live on the residual spirit that gave him life, but not eternal life, okay? So he pulled out, and man was still a living being, but then the whole Old Testament is the detached between mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit and man, right? And so we see it got darker and darker and darker, and we see David and Abraham and all of the, all of the great ones talking to an outward God, Right, mm -hmm. he was he was out there somewhere. He was close to them, but so then darkness comes. Jesus comes and says, "I'm the light of the world." Well, the word says that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Well, what does what does a candle do? It brings light, right? So you've got. I see that as man's spirit is the candle. Jesus is the light. Holy Spirit comes and re our spirit is reborn. Ignited. Huh? Ignited. Yes. Light the candle. Exactly. So he's now reborn, <coughs> made new. 
Do you know the most many, many, many of the people we talk about don't have a clue how to explain being born again? Mm. Therefore, we have great confusion as to what that means. But when you see that our spirit has now been reborn and connected with the Holy Spirit of the living God, we can now accept the fact there's reborn. But if we truly believe that, have we entered into a relationship? Have we learned how to grow and live from our spirit man? Or are we still listening for a voice out here, for a leadership out here, for an encounter out here, just like they did in the Old Testament? Mm -hmm. Because the Western church doesn't like to talk about this because it sounds new age, mm -hmm. right? It does. And so we're all afraid of talking about our spirit. And yet when you go through the, the word and you look at the little S and the big S, the little S most of the time represents the human spirit. The big S is Holy Spirit, but we just lumped them all in there together. Mm -hmm. And so when I talk about my, when I talk about listening to the spirit within me, people invariably say, "Well, then, is it your spirit or his spirit?" I'm going, "Yes, yes, yes. yes. I love it, it is, yes, yeah. absolutely." But it's still my spirit. Yes, it is. And the reason that's important is because I believe that's where our identity that we were given in order to function in this world the way we were designed and to be a part of the body is it's dwelling within my spirit man. And therefore, it's already made... So for me, when I was learning this, I had cratered in a rather major way, and I was just done. I've had no capacity for... We'd done way too much ministry and I hadn't taken care of myself and had no capacity. And when I began to learn this, I went home and I spent several months just... Having my soul get engaged with my spirit. Mm. And it was like talking to myself. Mm -hmm. Okay? So I, I, I would start that just going, spirit? I didn't know you were there. And I just waited. Spirit, forgive me for shutting you down because I didn't know you were there. Then we, it moved into new scriptures mm -hmm. that before I heard and I quoted, but they weren't mine. Mm. For instance, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. So I quoted it, I memorized it, I declared it, but I didn't I didn't have the comprehension within me of the reality of that. So when the word says, take the word and eat it, mm -hmm. I said, like, what? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. But when I began to take when he would bring those scriptures up, and this is what I believe renewing the mind is. Another possible heresy. Renewing the mind is not simply studying and memorizing the Word of God. That, that is feeding information to my soul. Right? 
So, if I have the mind of Christ within me, right? Mm-hmm. Right now, I have the mind of Christ. What if renewing the mind is getting my soul to agree with what my spirit already knows? Yes. So you're going, spirit, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Right now, within me, there is total righteousness in the spirit. Spirit, you have everything I need for life and godliness right now. Now, see, I'm not trying to convince my mind of this. I'm telling it to be renewed by coming into agreement with the mind of Christ within me. And all of a sudden, scriptures began to come, and it was like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But at least for me, I was raised... Memorize scripture and declare them, and your mind will change. Your thinking will change. But it didn't. It didn't. No, it didn't. You know, maybe that much. I I changed my behavior. So how does that relate to the kingdom? (laughs) Here we go. The kingdom, (coughs) Jesus said, the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy, right? Where do those come from? They come because they are... The outflow of the Spirit. Very good. Therefore, they are within us. We were we were teaching night before last at this church, doing training, and there was a man sitting there, and he said, "I don't think I can love like you do." He's an older fellow, and just tears. And I said, "You already do." He looked, at me, and I said, "Because he is within me." Mm-hmm. You do love. You do have joy. You do have peace. You do mm-hmm. have this. But we are in this society that has taught us we have to do things. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, in talking with people, whether they're believers at whatever level, the thing we've moved into is where are you living from? What is your view? What is your view of your life? What is your view of the reality? And one way I've found that you can tell is if I say, like if I say, I have everything I need for life and godliness, but but I'm still trying to find it. Or uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me if I have enough faith. I can do this... Because what happens, it's still something I have to work up to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. To, rather than saying, what is the truth? Either I can or I can't. So if I'm not doing it, it means I don't yet know, I haven't yet come into agreement with the truth that's within me. That's good. And it says where two or more agree is touching anything. Mm -hmm. It'll be done. Right? And so learning to live from here has been an adventure. Um, So in stepping into the kingdom, there's, you know, it's a whole new world. 
has a whole new set of of, of possibilities, of, po- of promises, of provisions. And so the thing I want to learn is if that's in me, how do I access it? How do I access what's in me right now? Right? And I think one of the, if not the major hindrance to that, is the system of the world that we've been raised in. That we don't even know that's what we're we're believing. Mm-hmm. Okay? You going to be ready to take off on the system of the world here in a minute? Yep, I'm going to tell you one story, and then we're going <coughs> to... And uh, I went to a Joyce Myers conference years ago, and she said, did you know that balancing your checkbook is really just of the soul? It's of the system, you know? And I was like, okay, got that one right. <laughs> Don't balance my checkbook, so do it some. And she said, <laughs> and she said, here's why. When you look at the balance in your checkbook, what do you do? You determine what you what you have and what you don't have. It determines whether you believe you have provision or not. And that's the system of the world. Because Jesus says you already have everything you need. And now you'll know if you want to walk by the Spirit by whether you're going, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, are but. we but what about but but what about you know? And that's the that's where we've got this thing going on. So as we're learning to walk in him, it's it's coming into agreement that the truth of what he says is here. And what I have to do is I have to get all of these belief systems that I think are the wisdom that are wise into submission to this. So uh, one time I was, I had cut all our, we had decided we were going to live by faith. <laughs> we didn't know what that meant, you know, and so the Lord decided he was going to teach us what that meant. And, uh, you know, when that happens, you end up without much. And so, <laughs> well, you do, because you don't know how to trust. You don't know how to trust. You don't know how to access the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I cut everything down as low as I could. And the Lord just said, so how low will you go before you trust me? Uh-huh. I was like, I'm just trying to be wise. He said, so how low will you go before you trust me? And I was like, I don't understand. Because it made perfect logical sense to me. But he was getting to a deeper, a deeper place. And that was that I don't know. I did not know what it meant to trust in the finished work completely of Jesus done inside of me that I could access what I needed by pulling from here in his spirit into the reality of the present. So that left us with a bit of an issue. Because I knew he wasn't going to let me just go out and buy anything I wanted to. <laughs> that wasn't the point, right? Mm-hmm. It was, will you let me be your source? One other story, we had a young man that was, when we were in, where are we? Oh, when we lived in Asheville, 
we had we were in a little church there and they'd set up healing rooms had them every Thursday night for I guess seven, seven years seven and a half years Nine, se- seven and a half seven and a half years <clears throat> 40 people on Thursday nights praying for people that long it was amazing but we'd started traveling we'd started going and doing but there was a young man there we'd known from when he was real little in, in Atlanta and his dad had two Chick-fil-A's and they were very wealthy but they were also lovers of God givers awesome people Mm-hmm. But Anthony was at Montreal, but he came in and he said, Miss Banks, I've been watching you and Mr. Banks. Living by faith doesn't look like much fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, so I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to get my business degree and do what dad's doing. I'm going to work and do ministry on the side. I said, well, Anthony, first of all, forgive us. For giving you a picture of living by faith that isn't God's. I said, is it hard? It is. Mm-hmm. But is it fun? It can be. Mm-hmm. It can be. It can be. And I said, but here's the deal. Your father lives by faith. Because if he doesn't, he's living in sin. Because your dad knows who his source is. Yeah. That if everything craters, your father knows who his source is. But he has to make that adjustment from Chick-fil-A is not my source. My father is my source. Mm -hmm. The church is not my source. This is not my source. We say it, but then when we look at our bank accounts and look at our stuff, we go, well, he must not love me very much. (laughs) Or it's easy to say, but the proof's in the pudding whether I believe it or not. Mm -hmm. That, that's bottom line. <clears throat> so, have at it, Mister. You like the way we just? I love it. You can grab a book. Flat service. Flat service. Go for it, girl. <laughs> I ministered to a guy this morning who is teaching all kinds of people to the kingdom, but was struggling because. Financially, things have not been good. The Lord has taken care of them. The bills are paid, mm-hmm. but there is nothing extra. And he did a whole series of Zoom interviews, I think, with 18 people. Many of those names you would know. Um, I was one of them. And so, um, <clears throat> I've kind of followed him for a number of years. I ministered to his wife 15, 16 years ago, I guess. And uh, ever since that ministry session, this song has been so close I can't get away from it. It's uh, Bobby McFerrin. You'll know the song. It says, um, How's it go? Well, the lyric is uh, Don't worry, be happy. Remember that song? Here's a little song I wrote. You can sing it note for note. Don't worry, 
be happy. It's the kingdom personified. Mm. What is the opposite of the kingdom? Well, it's certainly not peace. It's certainly not joy. And that is the essence of the system of the world. But we've been in it for so long that we don't even recognize what it's taught us and how it is so contrary to the kingdom. Every one of us has believed the mantra of the system of the world, which is, if I do right, everything will be right. Mm-hmm. Don't we buy into them? Mm-hmm. And yet Jesus says, it's not true. In this world, stuff is happening and will happen to you. Which means, I can do right and everything will still go wrong. Right. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. <clears throat> but you see, the, the truth of it is, is, isn't, it's the corollary of it is what we buy into is if things go wrong, then I'm wrong. Mm. Which is the thing that we will defend against come hell or high water. We're not about to let anybody declare that over us, over us, including ourselves. And so what we buy into <coughs> is a system of the world which says, I have to figure it out. I have to understand it. I have to be able to process it and put it in whatever box I need so I can access it at some point in time. I have to defend myself. It's all up to me. All responsibility is on me. What is that all geared toward? Living life out of your head so you can figure everything out. Which basically means the enemy is trying to get you to become your own God. Mm -hmm. I get to decide what works for me and what doesn't. What's good for me and what doesn't. But it's all performance oriented. Everything that we've been a part of our entire lives, including our family of origin, every school, every business, every church, teaches it in some shape, form, or fashion, and if it doesn't teach it directly, it operates in it. And as a consequence, virtually every church is run by the business rather than the house of God. So what does that mean? Well, it means I overlay my belief system that's taught to me by the system of the world over the gospel. And so as a consequence, um, I misinterpret what the word says because of this filter that I've got. Mm -hmm. So we know that faith without works is dead. We know that without faith it's impossible to please God. So what does that tell me? I have to generate faith. I have to focus it. I have to nurture it. I have to protect it. 
I, 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 which has absolutely nothing to do with the kingdom or the one we're supposed to have faith in. And yet, when we read those scriptures, what do we, what do we do? Well, I have to, I, I have to have faith. And I don't have faith, therefore there's something wrong. But I believe if I do right, everything will be right. Therefore, I have to fix it. And I'm left in this, this search that will never have a good ending because I'm looking in the wrong place. So I think for us to make the transition into the kingdom, there's another aspect of it. We have to understand why we do what we do. Everything. Which means I'm going to have to ask a lot of questions. Holy Spirit, be just like David did in Psalm 139. Search me and see if there be any wicked thing in me. And then lead me in the way everlasting. So it's this place of when, when we moved here, the Lord said, I want you to examine your entire value system. I want you to understand why you do what you do. And is it appropriate? <laughs> well, those kinds of hard questions, the poke in the ribs, uh, we're really good at ignoring He's not. <laughs> and so there have been some 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 adjustments. And one of those things is what do you worry about? And why do you worry? And well they throw we and sometimes you're so spiritual. Well, we don't worry. We just think about it a lot. <laughs> we just try to figure. I'm not worried. But I'm just concerned. Is, but it cons yes, and it consumes my mind <laughs> and my thought life. But I'm not worried. No. Also known as anxiety. As I was talking to this guy today, it was it just became so readily apparent. He's <clears throat> He's got a number of ideas that will make him money. But the reason he won't engage them is he worries. When you worry, you can't access creativity within you. Well, yeah, that's true. Well, okay. God promised in the Old Testament two things. He said, I will teach your hands how to make war. Get the devil off your back. And I will teach you how to make wealth. You can't worry and acquire either one. So here's this here's this place we find ourselves in, Lord. Are there things I'm just concerned about? <laughs> 
And I need I need to address. I think given half the people here are age, the other you youngins, you can you'll you'll need this at some point. I was because of the life we've chosen to live with the Lord. Um, it, it hasn't been normal. We don't have the, to say, we don't have the normal retirement things set up, to which our children are a little less and blessed. <laughs> a little less and blessed. We know that. We know that. I know that yes. one. And I was asking the Lord about it, and I said, "Have we been foolish? Should we have done?" A little more preparation. Should we have done something? You know, I mean, if if we don't ask, we can be going down the wrong thing and think it's right. Yes. And he just said, "Do you think I'll take care of you when you're young, but not when you're old?" And it was like, he will. If he, if I know that he was my provider when I was young, it'll be easy for me to know him as my provider when I'm old. But it's hard, if you haven't learned that, it's hard to learn it when you have nothing. And you're older and you have no abilities left. I did a, I started this little thing on Facebook for some reason. I avoided it, but just a little five-minute thing. I just recorded something about trust. And all I did was tell stories, I think three or four of them. I've just been telling stories of times in our life as we've walked through this, that things didn't turn out the way we thought they should. Times we lost everything. All of that about trust. And I think the last one, now guys, I don't have many Facebook followers, but 850 people have watched that thing. And they've said, that's where I am. That's where I am. That's where I am. That's where I am. What are we going to do? Wait a minute. I don't have money. I can't find it. All of it, it's because... We don't know the one. <laughs> and so what the church has done, though, is said, well, you need to do this. <laughs> you need to do this. You need to do this. <laughs> Rather than saying, let's go and learn how to get with Jesus. Let's learn how to get it in our spirit. And let's ask him for the truth about his faithfulness yes. to us. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so, you know, that that's it, just the realization. And then talking about faith and trust, how they're close, and yet they're not the same. But the other thing was to say, trust is not that he will give me what I'm asking for mm. or that I even want. It will, The trust is that when I get to the end of any issue, if I can see him there, yeah. mm-hmm. then I know I can make it through. That's right. Mm-hmm. And once I get with him, mm-hmm. which is what the verse says, you know, if stuff's going to happen in the world, but be a good sure, I've overcome it. In other yeah. words, but what we do is we say, yeah, stuff's going to happen, and so I'm going to hang on, and I'm going to plead. He said, no, come to me. Yeah. I've already done it. Yeah. You see? But people get stuck. Mm-hmm. And we all do. I, you know, I when we started tonight, I thought about just asking, okay, everybody tell me an area where you have fear. And if there's anybody in here that doesn't struggle with it in some manner, that's amazing. 
and probably not entirely true. <laughs> right. <laughs> we may not call it that. We're in denial. We do. So, but see, here's the joy. <clears throat> the other thing is, we'll ask people. We'll say, "Well, what? You know, you hit an issue, and they're like, oh, here we go again." Or you guys will get this. How many? How long before we don't have to deal with stuff in our, in our hearts? <laughs> Oh, you know, before we, you know, and you're like, until you look like him, yeah. which won't be until you see him. And our most response is this. Uh-huh. Here we go. Instead of, even if we're talking about trust, even if we're talking about things that don't work out, if we can shift our focus to go, okay, Jesus, I'm getting ready to look more like you. Yes. That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yes. From a place of knowing he will do what he says he will do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if he doesn't do it the way I want, he will still do what he wants to do mm-hmm. through me and for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wrote a book called um, The Enemy Within. I was about and it's on fear. And I was about 80% through with it. And I thought, I've not checked in with the Lord. I've been way in on this book. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, Lord, Lord would, you, would, you, would you talk to me about fear? And he said, well, I'd really rather talk to you about courage. Because he didn't create you with fear. You learned it. Yes. So you can unlearn it, and it's it's this. You can't change what you won't look into. You can't change what you won't look into. And until we come to this place where we're willing to turn over every stone or allow the Holy Spirit to do it. We'll never get where we want to go. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean that we need to be navel gazers about everything, <laughs> but it's the place where I have to be able to trust Holy Spirit when there is an issue. He will put His finger on it. And he will grant me the grace to resolve it, and so. That is the antithesis of what we're taught in the world. Is if this is negative, then you have to self-protect. However you choose to do it. Whether it's fight, flight, flee, live in denial, whatever you want to do. But there is this place where I guess I'm redefining the Christian life as the life of 10,000 surrenders. <clears throat> Probably more than that. I was going to say, that's that. like a day. Just a <laughs> that's a good start. Yeah, yeah it's, that, it's, it's that place of... 10,000 maybe? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Lord, I don't... I, I don't know what all this is supposed to look like. 
but I do know that the experience that I that I have probably isn't it. Yeah, we can see progress. We can see things change, but the reality is, is my shadow hasn't healed anything. Is it? I'm thinking that I noticed that the other day. Nothing got healed. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What's wrong with it's me? It's covering a lot more people than it used to. But it's <laughs> about our getting to know our spirit and what we're talking about here it's when the candle <laughs> is lit within us what does a candle do it it drives out darkness yes so the spirit and the word says work out your own salvation what if it means get this in line with this because this knows what it's supposed to look like when the light comes it will it will illuminate the dark areas that are right. there that I don't know they're there. Mm -hmm. He will bring healing. He will bring revelation. Mm -hmm. It not not to get this to do something, but to get this to agree that it's already done. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. And so it's Lord. How do we how do we communicate this to people who? <clears throat> have never thought or been taught about their own spirit and that the Holy Spirit of the living God, the one that created the universe, the one that has all wisdom, all knowledge, all power, is within us right now for us to access. You know, Bill Johnson made a statement one time about how, how do you reconcile that you can pray for so many people and they get healed cancer but your own was it mom or dad his, or both father, of his father. father died of cancer mm -hmm. and he said whenever something doesn't happen like that I know it's because I am not yet close enough to the father mm -hmm. so what does that mean I have to work hard no it means I have to go into that place where he is and say Lord shine your light within me mm -hmm. to illuminate, illuminate anything it's less than faith, less than your love, less than your power, less than your faith. Any hit, because the goal is that this already looks like Jesus. He's just trying to. He wants us to be us, so he can be us, him through us. Mm -hmm. And we're too busy trying to change us mm -hmm. that we can't let him be himself through mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. And to me, this is the simple gospel. This is the simple gospel. It's. This is screwed up, and this is perfect. And the goal is for this to agree with this, because it's one with the living God. But you don't do it unless you intentionally spend time interacting with your spirit and intentionally focusing your prayers for provision here. Then here can access the throne because it's one, with yeah. the living God already. So if I'm in need, I can quiet down and say, Spirit, you know and you know what we need right now. You know mm -hmm. what's here. Spirit, is there anything you want to show me? Is there anything you want to show me within me that that might be blocking me in my thinking? Not in it's not sin. In my thinking, a wrong a wrong excuse. Would you show me? 
and allow him to begin to rise up within me. I was in, we did a session, we did a conference years ago with a, a friend who, uh, well, she's wealthy. Let's just put it that way. So we did this conference. There were three, um, we did each did three sessions, teaching sessions. We did the same number of ministries. Everything was there, three, three, three. When they split the love offering, they did half of it to her and half of it to us. My justice says that's not right. Which one of us wasn't needed? The church teaches two for one, right? And I was like, it wasn't about the money. It was. It wasn't just. Well, sounds petty. It was, but it was reality. I was angry, mm-hmm. and I stayed angry, mm-hmm. and I repented, and I forgave, and I declared. And I worshipped, and I bound, and I loosed, and I was still angry. (laughs) (laughs) And I was tired angry then, right? And after about two weeks, I just stopped, and I sat down. Spirit, my design, I'm just going to say, my design is not doing very well. Because all I can see is justice. I need help. And I heard from here. I can walk this out in humility if you'll let me. And instantly, there was a release and mm-hmm. a peace because I had shifted in yes. to walking by the Spirit. But it was an interaction. It wasn't an oops. It was an intentional thing I had learned to do. I had learned to hear my spirit. I had <laughs> learned to walk within him. And he spoke. Released it. We did another conference. They did the same thing. It was still unjust. It didn't bother me. And the, the neat thing is, this is stuff many of you have known for a long time. But have we forgotten, have we forgotten that that's what this is about with people? Therefore, when they don't see things happening, they think it's our God or our faith. And we have to go, no, it's because I've been focusing on the wrong thing. I've been feeding my head. Yeah. And I've been feeding people's head. And I've been, you know, what do we say? You want to look like Jesus? Read the word more, study more, pray more, worship, tithe, get a witness, all those things. And you ask people, how's that working? And they'll go, Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I need to do it more. That's right. Yeah, I'm not doing it very well. Because somehow we think doing all of those things will, be, and they won't. Have, so we got to shift back to you already. If he's within you, you already look like him. Mm-hmm. Let's bring it out. Do you know what that will produce for you? <clears throat> John 14. Jesus is talking to his disciples and says, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit and he's going to do this, he's going to provide that, he's going to do that. And he will remind you of everything that Jesus said. Remember the the verse where Jesus says, when you're brought before the rulers, don't worry about what you're going to say, just open your mouth and I will fill it. Yeah. That verse is connected to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
know how many of y'all are football fans. But if you... American football. American football. <laughs> she is. <clears throat> if you follow the playoffs up to the Super Bowl crown, um, the Lord is speaking through the last four games. Um, six teams left. Four of them have the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL. Four of them, three of them had home field advantage. They all lost. Three of them lost in the last three seconds, and the fourth one lost with 13 seconds in the game. Their coaches stood up and said, I made some wrong directions, wrong plays, wrong strategy. And the Lord said, Y'all are in the last quarter of the game. You're in the last few seconds of the last quarter of this game. And so you're going to have to find out whether the coach you're listening to is giving you the right directions. And you cannot rely on any advantage that you think you have. Being Christian ain't going to get it. And then he said, and I wish I had been a betting man. And he said, I supplied a ram. Thinking of Jesus Christ. The Rams won. The Super Bowl won. <laughs> uh-huh. So it's, it's later. But here's what, see, and I always go to another question. What does that mean? Does that mean it's the end of the world, end of time when Jesus comes back? Or does it mean we're at the end of the season that we have been blessed in, that we are at the end of a of this whole era and we're getting ready to shift into something we don't know? It could mean, but we automatically assume, well, that means Jesus must be coming back soon. We're here that. Maybe he is. But soon's been a long time, hasn't it? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. But whatever it means, he's, we've got to listen. And maybe next week Tim will tell you about a dream that that he had that Bob Jones was in his house. And they were, they were anyway, it was a neat dream about what's happening and where the church is and where we are. But for us, I think that's been the shift of the message to the body of Christ is, guys, we've got to learn to live from in here. We've got to, we've got not not to navel gaze, but to say, Holy Spirit, will you shine your light anywhere that I am not walking in alignment with you? Mm-hmm. Any area where I'm, I'm not trusting, any area where I have self, I have learned something that does not allow me to walk in the fullness of who you are in me. Would you begin to show me? And then we just enjoy life. 
And that's how I want, how this guy went in. Guys, he meant for us to have abundant life. He didn't want us walking around trying to figure out how am I going to pay for my next meal? How am I going to do this? That's what the world does. Yeah. You know, we, we went through a time, we lost everything, and we, we were written a house and we wanted to buy it. And I was saying, Lord, can, can I believe you for this house? Can we ask for this house? Because here was, here was the teaching I had. Well, how can I believe him for a house when there are people in Africa who are starving? You know, and there's children that don't have homes. How can I do that? And the Lord said to me, it's very simple. I want my children to prosper above where I place them. So if my children are in Africa and two goats is prosperity, I want them to have three. If I place them in Manhattan with the wealth, I want them to have more. I want my people to prosper because the world is not drawn to poverty and failure. It's, but why we haven't been able to do it is because we've said, well, look, it just ruins people. Yeah, well, anything will ruin you if you don't have your eyes on Jesus. Yeah, right. Poverty will ruin you if you don't have your eyes on Jesus. That's true. It just will. He's not good. He's not faithful. He's not there for me. You know, and that's what's been on the trust thing, the comments. It's like, I've served him all my life, and he's done this and this, and now I don't have a job, and I can't find a job, and COVID did this, and I don't have money, and I don't have this, and I don't know what I'm going to do. And I want to say, do what you say you've always done. Trust him. Has he stopped being faithful? Yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. So, that's for us. That's the beginning of stepping into the kingdom is recognize where it is, how we grow, and get ourselves focused on Him inside of us, not as this thing floating around out here. We have to figure out where He is. And that's our story, and we're sticking to it. We're sticking to it. <laughs> we, we, love love it. So we love your story. Yes, yes, yes we do. Mm-hmm. We can't wait for the second half next week. <laughs> this has been rich. Yeah. Thank you. <coughs> see what God does during this week. Huh? We'll just see what God does during this week. It'll be a new story. Absolutely. And now he's going to test you all. Oh, he already is, huh? Uh, no, no, but I mean, but when you learn something new, like I've learned, that if you learn something new and you're like, oh, that's a good thing, then God's going to get like, okay, now you got it. You heard it. So let's try it out this week. Let's try it out. Let's try it out. Let's see how this works. You know, and I was asking the other day, I said, Lord, I, I kind of did what that little girl did that asked me, how, how long will it be? I went, Lord, will I ever learn to trust you? I mean, trust you. It seems like, yes, I trusted him, and he came through, and he did this, and he did this, and then all of a sudden, here we are again going, but... How you? But how do we do? Should we do this or should we? Do, how do we do this? And finally, it's like, you know, he just said, "It's because I'm doing it. I'm working it out. You're not. It, I'm yeah. working it out in you. Yeah. So take a deep breath and working you over in the process. Absolutely, he's. Con- <laughs> you know, when he says he'll conform us, he means it. He means it. But it's good. And we need to present that to the world, that it's a good thing. Yeah. It's not a punishment. It's not a beating. It's no. it's a good thing. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. Also, uh, 
That's it. Thank you, folks. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Y'all are awesome. You know, and it's fun talking to people that really, for the most part, get it. But we got to hear it again. Yes. Uh, yeah. From a different way. From and a different more to get. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, Father, we just ask, we ask you, show us your kingdom. Father, we, we open our hearts and our minds to you. <clears throat> and we ask you to show us those places where we've given more credence to the truth of the system of the world we have. than we have to the truth itself. Mm -hmm. Father, we just ask you to show us. Show us. Grant us a grace to make a change. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Father, that your mercies are indeed new every morning. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And your faithfulness is to a thousand generations. Yes. So, Father, we choose to submit to you. Not only to your will, but to your ways. And in this process, Father, we ask that Show us truly how to love. Mm -hmm. And what we um, individually are to be about. <clears throat> Father, you have been um, heavy on me about legacy. Father, we ask in Jesus' name that you would show us who and what we need to invest in. Mm. That your kingdom would be expanded. Mm. That there would be those who come behind us and Just do what you need to do. We submit. Thank you, Father, that you haven't given up on me. Thank you. Thank you. Where we wax and wane with our our faithfulness and our intent. Those of you that have listened to the trauma prayer, his voice once again <laughs> yes. sets the voice that puts people to sleep and frees them and, and sets them free. That's true. Right. Mm -hmm. right. That is exactly true. I love that. I love this. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much. 
Welcome. One of those surprises he does. Yep. Yeah. We didn't we didn't even put it on the internet. <clears throat> so it's taken on a life of its own. Somebody heard it and put it up on YouTube and Yeah. It's, and it's there and it's taken on us all over. Which says it's Jesus. Yeah, well she, yeah, that's good. Thanks for inviting us, kids. Mm -hmm. Thanks for coming. Thanks for accepting the invitation.